0: This is episode 335 for October 2014. And if you're a fan of this podcast and our website, I'd appreciate your support. Log on to SpiderManCrawlSpace.com. Look on the right-hand side for a button that says Support This Site Via PayPal and you can help us pay the bills, keep the lights on, and make sure Jr. keeps turning out more spider history in the future. All right, on with the show.
1: Wherever there's a hand up, you'll find the spider man.
0: All right, time for Spider History with JR. We're going back to October of seventy four. There's no spectacular Spider Man, there's just Amazing and um uh, Marvel team up and a new book. We're gonna start with Amazing, right, JR?
2: Yeah, because because Marvel team up one well, Spider Man is not even in this month, I don't think.
0: Oh really? Okay. I think it's so one amazing? of
2: those where the human tour. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Amazing Spider-Man number 137, uh, writer is Jerry Conway, pencils Ross Andrew. What happened in this one? Oh, the ep- Goblins on the cover.
2: Epic tale, epic tale. I mean, not a particularly good story, but an important uh, history moment, because this is the second part of Harry Osborn's first appearance as the Green Goblin. So, yeah. And I remember, <coughs> excuse me, back when I was 11 years old, and, you know, after issue... Of course, you know Norman Osborne died in issue 122. You know, he died. alleged. No, 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 he died because you saw his body being carted away in issue 123. I mean, there's no doubt about it, so he was dead. And
1: some people think he should have stayed dead, but that's just me.
2: <laughs> yes, but <laughs> those people are insignificant, unimportant, and will eventually, you know, their opinions will be lost in the dustbin of history.
1: Do you think um, they are? I'm glad, I'm glad to know you're, you're, how appreciative you are of my A.R. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Better character when dead. <laughs>
3: Out. Mm-hmm. Out. <laughs> out I'm in my throat This is
2: fighter so history, history JR, mind, and, and, and,
0: yeah. let, let JR have and that's
2: why we have only one real Michael you know I mean <laughs> oh, we...
0: <laughs> go ahead JR but,
2: but anyway I I just remain anyway so
0: don't it, don't mind the two hecklers up in the balcony seats of the muppet yep. theater oh, 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 oh. oh. anyway <laughs> Oh, this is falling apart.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's
3: like a wet paper bag, man. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, go ahead.
2: Anyway, issue – you know, Harry spent the last year going crazier and crazier. And uh, issue 135, he finally – you know, he decides to to look in Peter's underwear and search Peter's underwear drawer. And he (laughs) finds a Spider-Man mask. And so he now he knows the obvious truth that he should have known way back in old you sixty know, something seventy something issues ago that Peter is Spider Man. Uh, and at the end of issue number one thirty five, he goes into one of his, the old man's secret lairs. And of course, issue one thirty six will be the Green Goblin lives again. And I, to this day, I don't know how many comics I have so uh, marvel greatly anticipated as yep. one thirty six. So anyway, so in one hundred thirty six, uh basically what happens is Harry uh, wires uh their, Peter and his apartment door to blow up. And Mary Jane is because uh, Peter and Mary Jane are together. Mary Jane's the one that opened the door, she's hospitalized and uh Peter starts putting things together pretty quickly. Um that which he he no longer does because he's dumb as a post these days now.
1: Um <laughs>
0: He's not a detective. No,
2: figures out that it's Harry, goes to one of Norman Osborn's old lairs, and sure enough, Harry shows up as the Goblin. They have a relatively insignificant battle, and then Harry flies away. Uh, and that brings us to issue number 137, uh, So, which starts out by Harry stealing something from, as the Goblin, stealing a uh, something unknown from a, uh, a truck. And his big master plan is that he... Kidnaps Aunt May, Aunt Mary Jane, and Flash, and he's got them all wired in different locations. He's got them sitting down, wired in different locations in the city: one uptown, one midtown, one downtown. And, and a bomb's hanging. The bomb. A bomb was what he took from the truck, and a bomb is hanging over one of them, and will blow up. But Spider-Man has to figure out which person has the real bomb. And uh, Harry says, that "If you don't figure out the one most dear to you, dies." So then after Spider-Man, you know, slugs him and knocks him into New Jersey, uh, you know, which he's got a great line. He says, uh, you know, Osborne, it's a good thing I pulled my punch because you wouldn't just be unconscious. You'd be You're effing dead. 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 Uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, but, you know, he figures out that, well, Harry gave him a subtle clue that most dear men Aunt May. And so Spider-Man goes to where Aunt May's being held and gets the bomb and throws it in the river and it blows up. OK, now. It says that this is a – oh, in fact, Harry describes this bomb as a clean fusion nuclear bomb.
3: Okay. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know what the
2: hell a clean fusion – I mean, clean (laughs) nuclear bomb is. I know nuclear bomb.
3: It's like a dirty fusion bomb, JR, except clean. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That was the voice of Jack Bauer.
1: (laughs) It's basically like a nuclear bomb except without the maybe nuclear – Fall out, clean up. Stuff. How, clean now, out. How,
2: how is that? How, what? The, uh, no, I don't it's get
1: comics, Jr. that's the way it is. But anyway, <laughs>
2: Spider-Man throws it into the river, and it blows up. And, of course, it makes just a whoosh. Now, if this is any kind of nuclear weapon.
1: It probably, could well, it contaminated probably the Hudson River. Pretty <laughs>
2: I, I was about to bottom. say, I mean, you know, <laughs> considering that it's a nuclear bomb, all we're missing, that blows up, you know, all we're missing is, oh, a huge mushroom cloud hanging over <laughs> the ashes of New York City. Spider Man, you know, it's like, uh, and and the entire Eastern Seaboard uh, contaminated by radio radiation.
0: Yeah, it's the seventies. We don't care about littering.
2: <sighs> well,
1: I guess litter is nothing. I, I, this was like this would have been like totally polluted the polluted the polluted the side for like decades. Yeah, this is video. Well,
2: I guess it's still not as wacky as Doc on Mary and Aunt May, but still, you know. Yeah,
1: but well, like that's coming soon. That's coming
2: soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no, this already happened. Actually. Fun. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Oh, so. Um. Anyway, Peter goes back to where Harry's still laying unconscious and says, "Well, you know, Aunt May's fine." Uh, Harry flips out. Peter knocks him out again. Uh, calls the cops on him, and of course, removes all the goblin stuff. And Harry gets carted away, but before he gets carted away, he says, "I know Peter Parker's Spider Man." You know, and and Peter says, "Oh
0: shit!"
2: And then it's like, <laughs>
3: "That's
2: not
1: what he
3: said."
2: <laughs> what I makes we went we, you know, George, we went through this during our discussion of Sin's past. Would, and you accuse me of making shit up during Spider history. Would I make <laughs> shit up during Spider history? You just did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, that's beside the point,
3: you know. And this has nothing to do with... I mean, if we're not
2: interested in a code, how a code fusion nuclear bomb really works, we're not interested in really whether or not I'm really telling any. Me,
3: me finally calling you on your bullshit <laughs> has nothing at all to do with the disparaging remarks you made a couple of months back about a secret war. Secret war. And yeah. no way. I'm just – I have to call out bullshit when I see it. But please go on. <laughs> yeah,
2: And you know, that I, I, I will remain unrepentant. <laughs> about secret wars. so
3: <laughs> oh, <yeah. and> Every, <laughs> Everyone's got to be wrong about something. So, man, that's, you know, and
2: when so- I am wrong about something, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... <laughs> so nobody uh, believes harry but which kind of makes sense you know i mean he's a 20 year old kid saying i'm the green goblin because that's what he says they go "Wait, well, man how do you know how do you know who Man is well because i'm the green goblin and it's like ah, take him away and so nobody believes him um anyway so it was in the issue 137 like i said it Not, you know, the greatest story, but but one, again, it's it was the 70s, you know, and it was, uh, it does have some great significance. And then Harry goes away for about 14 issues until issue 151, where he shows up, you know, really, you know, high on lithium or something because he's moving like, you know, through a fog. But it turns out he's being actually being used by Dr. Bart Hamilton to take pictures of Spider-Man disposing of his clone, which that really wasn't. Uh his oh wait wait, try, wait wait was that was that really Ben Riley in that uh satchel or was it like the guy who became the skeleton? Or was I forget I got
0: who knows? Ask Dan hey, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But but now
2: but see I'm not done with it because um this is Kung Fu month
0: here at the podcast. Oh game. yes. Okay, yes. nice.
2: This is Kung Fu month. And issue number one hundred and thirty seven has some treats for us in the ads. Okay, first, there is a two-page spread for Big Jim's Kung Fu and Sports Action Sweepstakes. <laughs> if you complete a crossword puzzle and mail it in and have your name pulled, you could win $100 worth of Big Jim toys. Oh, Big Jim. I don't want, I don't want,
3: I don't want Big Jim's toys.
2: <laughs> I wait, 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 wait. You don't. Who the hell's Big Jim? You don't want Big Jim's muscle mover? No, because because Big Jim, you stick Big Jim's muscle mover in Big Jim's back, and you press uh, it, and he gives he like karate chops.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Also, it's like, <laughs> so this is like GI Joe, except oh, no. this more is big,
2: kung fu f- instead of karate you know, chop. Big Jim, son. The uncreative and unoriginal person thinks of GI Joe.
1: This GI Joe big, has the kung fu grip. That was the original. <laughs> Kung, you know kung fu but big a-
2: jim has the muscle mover
1: <laughs> you know? yeah big mike <laughs> jeez
0: i'm sorry man you know. I, I think i i i've i'm looking at the ad right now jr wow <laughs> wow and you
2: get big jim's pro sports gear yeah you but do. wait but wait there's more and because it's Kung Fu month here, we have a full page ad for, for learning karate. <laughs> when you you can send off for this colorful brochure which will show you how you can become a self-defense fighting expert. And because there's a picture of a guy with a babe, you know that once you complete this, you'll get babes. And it says there in the ad, when you complete your course, you may have to register your hands with the local police department. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have self, complete self-defense mastery in 24 hours. It wow. says these
3: things in the ad. If, so if Mattel I... said it must be true. Yes, 1974
2: right. was an exciting time to be alive. I'm a sh- I'm sorry that half the panelists on this show missed it.
3: Uh, <laughs> I was too. So uh, you were I there, was, and, and yeah. even then,
2: you know, in your own drool and yellow yellow shit in your diaper, you knew that 1974 was a great year.
3: I I was uh, in the womb. <clears throat> I did know it was a great year, but I didn't need uh, Big Jim's bullshit. Jim, to because to be, I was born a badass.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. talking about old songs now. Ba-da-da-da-da. Anyway, bad. all right, we've got. Well, hang on, hang on, up. we're not done. But anyway, I was just going to say Sorry. that really, these old comics. You, I mean, really, look through these ads. I mean, it is like the version of the snake oil salesman coming through. <laughs> I mean, these things. If it were, honest to God, if this were. If these ads still existed, it would be like you'd be seeing penis enlargement
3: ads or something in these comics.
0: (laughs) That's the kind of stuff. Can you imagine if they had that in the comics today? Penis. We ain't
3: that far away from it, Jomo. Yeah, we're
0: pretty close to it already.
2: the thing is all the you know you, you know uh, all these things you know send off in for your correspondence degrees you know and and you know uh, you know send off for the or you know take this pill and you'll have muscles and uh, it just it's the
1: atlas it's, ads the 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 what the with, the, with the, dramatic, the, the dynamic tension things where they, where, they can, where, you, where you can just you know you can bulk up and everything you know that stuff the gym mm-hmm. It's funny yeah. oh yeah Okay. Any other
0: comments on ASM one thirty seven? No, no,
2: no. I'm anxious to get to our another entry in Kung Fu Month here. Is it giant size? <laughs> well, that's what she said. When is it not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh
0: my! But Jr. God. hasn't been
2: giant size for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: uh,
2: well, I, well. Once I gave her the two kids, she wanted. She didn't want to use it anymore. So no.
0: uh, giant size Spider Man number two, and he keeps talking about game. your head.
3: I, I don't know what you.
0: Uh, this one has uh, Shang Chi, the master of kung fu. God damn right, it does. And a, has, it has a, a great
3: looking Ramita
0: Senior cover on the front,
1: and a very interesting title to the story. But.
0: Uh, the name of the, <laughs> of the story is called Master Stroke. <laughs> I'll be stroking anyway. Uh, the, written by Len Ween, art by uh, Don Heck and Ross Andrew. Take it away.
2: Well, this is giant size. Take it
0: away, Master Stroke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honest to God, do these do these guys really know what they were doing back then? Well did they
3: did they know to stroke it to the east and then stroke it to the west and then stroke it to the, <laughs> <laughs> it to the woman that they love the best? Actually this would technically
0: be a giant sized master stroke. <laughs> oh. oh man.
1: And,
2: um, and here we continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the crapper. Um, yeah. anyway, yeah, this,
1: yeah, we get more views. We get more we get more downloads as a result. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that, so this was this was this was giant size Spider Man, sixty eight big pages. Um, and really, what I'm giant really size Spider Man was was really a uh, oversized Marvel team up. Uh, it lasted only six issues. It came out on a quarterly basis. Um, and again, it, Spider Man teaming up with uh, another superhero. Uh, this time it was Shang Chi or Shang Chi or whatever, Master of Kung Fu. Uh, and it was advertised as superpowers versus the martial arts, the battle royal. Your letters demanded. I would like to see some of these letters, but nonetheless, you got to realize too, 1974, kung fu was a big ass deal. I mean, it really was. I mean, Bruce Lee had died the year before, and of course, he was already a cult figure when he was alive. So you can imagine, you know now that he's dead kind of like Elvis you know I mean which George can uh, can tell you about I mean it's like they just become these oversized cult figures um
1: whoa 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 what I'm, a El-
3: I'm an Elvis fan dude yeah I know <laughs> you don't just drop oversized cult figure I <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: wasn't speaking,
3: literally. Uh, first,
2: I was, you shit uh, all over the Secret
0: Wars. He just insulted Secret Wars and <laughs> Elvis. They, everybody down. Elvis. Everybody did, down.
2: I, no, I did not I insult Elvis. Man. I was not referring to him. <laughs> you his calling his Elvis old. fat. He was, he, I mean, literally, the guy, uh, it's almost like the guy's got his own religion now. People worship the dude. And, uh, you know, Bruce Lee is kind of in that same, maybe not so much anymore, but he was kind of in that same vein. He was He was an icon. He was a guy. Odd. And then David Carradine was doing the uh, Kung Fu show on TV.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So Marvel Soon always...
0: That? <laughs> Soon to be copied by the Bill Bixby Hulk show. Um, yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with with huge dollops of David Jansen's The Fugitive thrown in. Um, yeah. So anyway, Kung Fu was big, and Marvel never won to not hop on a trend and copy the shit out of something that somebody else created. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, decided
2: yep. to go big into Kung Fu. Anyway, the story opens, Spider-Man foils a robbery at the Guggenheim Museum, and these guys know Kung Fu. I mean, they and they think they're badass. <laughs> they,
3: took they took Big, G- G- big Jim's class. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, they took G.I. Joe, guys. Is, come on, it's a the Kung Fu grip. They, they used use use Big Jim they Jim's
2: class. muscle movers. Uh, well, that's why go- they
1: lost, then. <laughs>
2: So so they got ninja stars and nunchucks, and they just think they're so badass. Well, Spidey takes them down, grabs one guy, says, all right, you guys don't look smart enough to pull this off. Who's your mastermind? And the guy says, oh, it's it's Shang-Chi, and this is just a diversion to occupy the cops while he destroys the Commonwealth Edison plant on 59th Street. And then because of the electrical wiring in their outfits, they're all electrocuted remotely and as their bodies stink and smolder Spider-Man wonders just what kind of monster this shang Shang-Chi is anyway <coughs> what happens though is on the next page we learn that this is not really good old shang chengs Shang's doing here this is part of an intricate evil plot by the evil Dr. Fu Manchu do you
1: just call him Shang-Chi? The- shang? no he's, call- <laughs> he's calling him Shang-Chi it's Shang-Chi Come on. It is? Yeah, Shang, Shi. Shane. Shane Shi. Wait a
2: minute. I thought this guy was like had a buddy that was called Sheesh, and they had a show called Sheesh and Chong.
1: No. <laughs> I will reach <laughs> this microphone and slap you in the face. <laughs> man, you, okay, so now you get three things where George looks, man. You got Ward Elvis, and now the mispronunciation of, like, the greatest... Kung Fu guy in the entire Marvel Universe. Say something bad about Fu, uh, about Fu Manchu next. Go ahead, I dare you. Say
3: something <laughs> bad about Fu Manchu. <laughs>
2: well, I can't because I'm not allowed to talk about him because he's not a licensed character anymore for Marvel.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: He, he is, oh, he he is, is father. Yeah. Now he father.
1: Well, you just mentioned Fu Manchu, though, so I guess that means we're going to be sued. Ah, we're
2: going to be sued now. now no, I, right. I, I, Actually, and I'll kind of talk about this in a little bit, Is I'm actually kind of surprised because this was, re- this was reprinted in Marvel Essentials and I'm surprised it was because, um like other characters that were licensed, like Doc Savage, who appeared literally in the next giant size Spider-Man and Red Sonia, they have not been. Re- and the Saturday, well, the Saturday Night Live cast issue we talked about, they've not been reprinted. But this one was. But uh, anyway, Fu Manchu was licensed. Uh He'd been a character. In books since like 1913, and it was it's kind of a similar deal to when Roy Thomas optioned uh, the Conan books, Conan character from the Howard estate. Marvel also optioned Fu Manchu, and they decided to make him Shang Chi's that ain't father, yep. yeah. Um, and but you know he, the thing is now you know Fu Manchu was like I mean he was a serious badass. You it just was, could was, you couldn't get more evil and dastardly than him. But one of the
3: the earliest supervillains.
1: Yeah, he's probably – oh, yeah, next to to probably – yeah, he he actually is the first supervillain. Yeah, he's he's considered to be one of the first supervillains.
2: Unfortunately, he's probably now one of the most politically incorrect supervillains, which may explain why you have not seen him in a motion picture that wasn't for parody since 1969, when he was portrayed by that famous Asian actor – Christopher Lee. Uh, <laughs>
3: in, some, in some bad-ass movies. Those movies were awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so anyway, I, but, but I, the, I mean, you know, and now, I mean, he lent a name to a mustache. I mean, it, everybody knows Fu Manchu, if only for the mustache. I mean, it's yeah. everybody's heard that name. So anyway, he uh, so they, Marvel licensed him. He was going to be, he was Shang, Shang-Chi's father. Uh, but Shang Chi turned against his father once he learned of just what a, how evil supervillain he was. Well,
3: my uh, dad's a dick. <laughs> well,
2: he, he's a supervillain. Yeah, you
0: know, it kind of
2: comes with the territory. Uh, but he, <laughs> so he's got this dastardly plan, but he can't risk Spider-Man or his son interfering, so he's cooked at this plot to to put ter- put them against each other. Okay, now now. Shang-Chi comes into the story. Now, you got to realize that he's Shang-Chi's got a few quirks. He may be a master of Kung Fu, but he has a pathological fear and hatred of shoes because he won't wear shoes. Because he walks around New York City in a bright red Kung Fu robe, which allows him to blend in, and he walks around barefoot. Okay, and and this is how his his fear of shoes is so bad, because this is actual narration that introduces us to Shang. Uh
3: Uh-oh. The
2: evening air is muggy, and I really do not know why my wondering has brought me to this filthy part of the city. Okay, considering that New York City in the 1970s was not particularly utopian, all right, you know, this is before Disney and before Giuliani, so... You know, <laughs> and yet he's in, and yet even in New York City, he's in the filthy part of town, and he's still walking around barefoot. I mean, how
3: unsanitary!
2: What you know, how that like,
3: When the body and the mind are one, right? <laughs> the <laughs> only thing I can think of is east. using his magic chi
2: powers or whatever to stay like you know maybe a centimeter above the the street, and therefore he really wasn't walking on the street. He's walking on. Air because he got some
1: mystical well <clears> it's because <throat> of, it, it it maybe it's because of his his, his specialized kung fu training he is so he's, he's so um he's so badass at this point he doesn't actually need shoes because the, the soles of his because the soles of feet are just so tough and so you know rigid stuff.
3: when he first got to to new york he he lived in central park homeless and he slept in a tree and used to kick the shit out of hippies that used to mess with him. You know, and <laughs> say, <laughs> Just kick that Asian dude's butt and he was like, Yes, please come do that
2: is, is that how he started? Is that how he
3: Well he climbs a tree so his his feet probably have calluses. <laughs>
2: Okay, so, uh, uh. <laughs> so, so 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 anyway, so he's yeah, walking around the filthy table. part of New York. There's probably busted beer bottles and <laughs> and hypodermic needles from the druggies laying on the street everywhere. And he's, yeah, whatever. Oh, well, it's comics. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, <laughs> Shang runs into a bunch of guys beating up an old man. And, of course, they're working for Spider-Man because they're wearing Spider-Man t-shirts. So I can just see now that you know, you know, if this was in the modern age, you know, Shang would have beaten Brad up pretty regularly. Uh, <laughs> but you know, they they wear these little half masks with eyes. You know, you can the you know uh, Spider Man mask, and they're wearing Spider Man t shirts, and and they say, oh yeah, we're beating up this old Asian dude because our boss Spider Man told us to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and and Shang bo- eats it, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, and um, the uh, the anyway, so Shang rescues the old man, takes him to Sir Dennis Nalen Smith, who was the homes to Fu Manchu's Moriarty. And as the old man dies, he tells them of the plot, Spider-Man's plot to destroy the Con Ed station on 59th Street. Yeah, you see where this is going. So anyway, Shang and Spider-Man meet at the power plant, and they do the standard hero-hero fight. Before you know uh, a typical team-up trope, before they realize that they've been conned by the doc. Well, they don't know. They just realize they've been conned. Uh, Anyway, we go back. Yeah, we go back to. Or, or I guess actually, this month we were. They were. If we were to. Put it in we were the... carned. Concept. They were carned. Thank you. Oh. I am getting so predictable. Even fake Mike is picking up on my cues. Uh, I hate to
3: bring it to you, Fenninger. You've been predictable for
0: years.
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Poor
0: bastard's exhausted. When you become
2: become a grumpy old man, you know you forget that you've used all your cliches many times before, you know, and that it's you're a broken record. So, just wait for another ten years and we're still doing this podcast. Uh, Anyway, so anyway, find out that Doctor Fu Manchu is putting up a television aerial (laughs) on top of the Empire State Building, which will transmit. A special subliminal mind control radiation that will subjugate the entire eastern United States to his will. Uh, which, you notice that he only is interested in the eastern United States because he wants nothing to do with Florida or Missouri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it anything
3: to do with Missouri,
2: shit. So, ne- anyway, needless to say, Spidey and Shang foil the plot, but Fu Manchu escapes. And wow. of course. And there's always and of course there's a lot of fun here because there's an ally of Shang Chi Chi's that, you know, comes in at the end. And with full <laughs> of respect for Chang Chi and a respect for his heritage, uh, he refers to him as Chinaman. So oh. Oh, Black Jack Tar. Yeah. You're you remember <laughs> wow. this character,
3: don't you? Yeah, he was one uh he was in the uh the Shang Chi series, he he was uh one of uh, Sir Dennis uh, Nayland Smith's uh, h- uh, not henchmen, but hirelings, sort of like a bodyguard.
2: Yep. Well, he's uh, you know when when he comes down in his helicopter, you know, to uh, to clean up the the rest of Fu Manchu's forces. Well, Chinaman, we've cleaned up your father's men. Blimey, where is your father? I this you know this guy needs wow. some cultural sensitivity courses. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: anyway, uh, you, you know what. And this has always bugged me, because Fu Manchu is 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 a dynamite villain. He really is. I mean, he's a fantastic villain. What was the Mandarin based on him at all? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, the Mandarin was a little loosely based on Fu Manchu. But the the thing is, is you know, people say, oh, it's racist, it's racist, it's racist. What they don't also tell you is that Fu Manchu was a complete and total badass, and he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't just he wasn't a stereotype. Of of some Asian thug, you know, he was a calculating mastermind. Yeah, who was, he was always he, the smartest guy in the room. He he was he was insanely, dangerously smart. I mean, th- he wasn't just some common some common thug, you know, who talked like a like a moron or something like that. Like they had him in the early Iron Man stories. Remember with the, the that's the way they did Chinese back then. Mm. Um, he he was he was scary. I mean, this th- there's a reason this dude is still talked about today. He was powerful. Yeah. So he doesn't really fit that same stereotypical thing, but of course today political correctness is run amuck, and everything's an offense. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll get it. off my I'll get off my soapbox now. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah,
2: but no, you're right. I mean, it is. It's it's. He's almost now, regardless of whether or not he deserves it, he's almost now the poster child for the offensive evil Oriental.
1: And, and, and he shouldn't. Uh, be.
2: And he shouldn't be. I mean, you know, there's
1: way more
3: better examples than him.
2: <laughs> but but it was you know it is funny though I mean it was typical Hollywood I mean you know they cast a white guy to play him you know just like they cast white guys to play Charlie Chan or uh, you know um, well I think I think what was his name I think Warner Olin may have been Hawaiian but anyway Um
3: well, it was Scandinavian <laughs> was there was um, he wasn't Asian at all dude
2: <laughs> well I know Charlie Chan wasn't I mean the actor wasn't but I thought one of them might have been Hawaiian but you know I don't know maybe I was wrong who I mean, I'm predictable now. I guess I'm also wrong. <laughs> anyway, the, um, the the backup story. there's a backup story, which was a reprint, uh, a classic reprint, actually of uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number no. Three. Won't go into too much detail on it, uh, but it's the one where Spidey is first uh, solicited by the Avengers for membership, yeah. and all- we did
1: a Fight Club on that one, yeah, right? We did,
2: and all he's got yeah, to, all he's got to do is bring the Hulk in, but. Uh, you know, which is kind of funny. They, they got to give him a test. Oh, we got to give you a test before you join. It's like, no, yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. The guy's been fighting crime for the last several years. Yeah. He's been fighting crime. And like he says, actually, about a hundred, you know, about a hundred and so issues later in Avengers 137 or whatever, I was Spider-Man when you guys were still looking for a clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> so, but they're going to give him a test to see if he's worthy. <laughs> anyway, so they say, why well, bring the Hulk to us? Spider-Man goes after the Hulk, sees him changing to Bruce Banner, realizes that the guy's really a pathetic figure, you know, goes back to the Avengers and says, well, I couldn't find him, goodbye. And the Avengers says, well, that's too bad, because really we just wanted to help the Hulk. We didn't want to, you know. So, yeah, you just want to help the Hulk. So you send out somebody who doesn't know him, you know. Well, actually, he did meet the Hulk in in Amazing Spider-Man 14, 14, the famous Green Green Goblin's first appearance. But, no, you know, you send, you, you know, the Hulk was an Avenger, but you don't send... Anybody who he might consider a friend, you send somebody that he doesn't know hardly. So anyway, smart move all around by the Avengers. Spider-Man, if Spider-Man had joined him at that time, he would raise their the average IQ about 50 points.
3: Nussie, okay. Nasi JR. Uh-oh. This is why we don't have you on Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> because you just glossed over all the best parts of that story. <laughs> like when Spider-Man arrives at Avengers HQ, and you're like, we'd like for you to test to be an Avenger. And he's basically like, whose ass do I kick first?
0: jr wants to slap me right now (laughs) with a secret words trade Uh, well actually
2: (laughs) i just i just i just pity george i mean anyone oh
0: (laughs) oh oh, i mean he
2: defends secret wars so you know so stifferously and you know it's like I, i don't know how i don't know how you you stay awake Past all the introductions because they spent the first issue just introducing each other, and then they introduced the world they're in. Oh, see, here's the mountains, here's the sea, here's the okay, you know, oh, English, yeah. and it's like let's let's move on. Oh, We've got, or do we have to?
3: We have to. Uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I can't hear first... any of you. It's raining bullshit outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> what was that you were saying, Jr. The uh, the first issue of a ongoing Spider Man story
0: was re- ongoing Spider Man title was released this month. JR.
2: Yes, it was, and this is, <laughs> we don't discuss this when it comes up, because
0: obviously these
2: are non-continuity tales, but this is uh, this is a classic, Spidey Super Stories number one.
0: <laughs> did you pick this up? Yes,
2: I did.
0: All
3: right, and I don't own this issue. You
2: don't?
3: I own number JR, my like kid's book, back then, you were like, what, 34, 35? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: exactly, and I was just eating solid food at the time. Which now I'm not. Uh,
0: if you look on the cover, it says the first big issue, easy to read adventures of Spider Man. That's what grab JR, easy to read. Yeah.
2: And it's and got. Morgan, Morgan, Freeman's on the Morgan cover. Freeman is telling you that it's, I mean, it has Morgan Freeman's endorsement, God's endorsement. I mean, you can't get any bigger than
3: that. Yeah, this is Morgan Freeman. Ain't no big words in this book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, JR grabs it. Cheers <laughs> like finally a book for me a book that speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah because because you know yeah I got into the electric company because Elmo was still several years away and uh uh-huh. anyway
0: there's a lot of writers and plotters and pencilers let me read through these we've got Byron Priest who went on to publish in the 90s the Marvel prose books he had his own company. He did that. Uh, Stanley and Tom Whedon had a hand in it. The writers, Bill Efros and Gene Thomas, pencils by Winslow Mortimer. Wow.
2: Whatever happened to Winslow anyway?
0: Winslow Mortimer. I don't know whatever happened to him. This the first issue was thirty. How much I wonder if some of
3: these were like were like pen names. You know, and people who are like, I don't want people to know I worked on this.
2: <laughs> well, Winslow Mortimer's a good one, so
0: Take take me through ish there's two stories if I remember. Well actually correctly.
2: there's four, but we're gonna Before. I – I got I gotta okay. kinda whip through the uh first of all yes. the reason this thing exists. I mean um in fact I for this review I, I don't think I I, I think I started bagging my comics about twenty five years ago. I don't think I pulled this one out since I first bagged it. So man, <laughs> does it have that rotten pulp smell? But
0: um, anyway, in it's 19- worth a 19- pretty penny too. By the way, this first issue. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was expensive. But the thing is, and I, I'll jump ahead a little bit. But the reason I bought it, besides the simplistic writing which appealed to me, uh, <laughs> this this I mean, it was a. Sp- Spider-Man comic. I mean, we had amazing, yeah. we had Marvel team up, you know, which, you know, had its moments. And that was it, you mm-hmm. know. Marvel Tales giant size had just started and like this was a Spider-Man comic. You know, cool, a new one, you know. We uh, of course now it's like, you know, there's 8 of them coming out every month and you know, whatever. So, but anyway, this it even if it's simplistic, it was a new Spider Man. So it was a must have. Anyway, the, the Children's Television Workshop, which had been producing Sesame Street since the 60s, came up with the Electric Company, which was basically once kids outgrow Sesame Street, you know, and they learn the basic letters and numbers, then they graduate theoretically to the Electric Company, which then teaches them how to put these words and things together and start to read. So, and there were some big names that we know in yeah. the, the first year, Bill Cosby was a regular. And we already said this was Morgan Freeman's first big job, first regular job, (laughs) and I don't know that he probably. I wonder if he puts it on his resume because he played a character called Easy Reader, which you know was a a a cool black dude wearing a jean jacket, jeans and a and a hat, you know, a Jimmy Walker hat.
0: so it may not. Be I bet you there. I bet you there's kids of the 70s, 80s still come up to him and talk to him about Electric Company. I bet you. I, I, they would have to. I mean, it was a.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I watched I, it when it was when it was on back then. M- Me too. It, I, I loved I it. it.
2: It was a phenomenally popular show. It was very well yeah. regarded.
3: It had Rita um, Moreno.
2: Yeah, and and again another Rita Moreno was it. <laughs> Rita Moreno, who is one of the uh, what do they call them? Eglots, you know, a person who's won an Emmy, a Grammy, Grammy, yeah. an Oscar, and a and an Tony. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's, she's, you know, that's very famous. I mean, so there were some big names associated with this. I mean, this was not an amateur effort. Um, But um, so in 74, Marvel and Children's Television Workshop came up with this agreement. Marvel published a Spidey Super Stories comic, which used the characters and the actors in the show. And then a live action Spider-Man appeared on The Electric Company in segments that, You've all probably seen because you can now see them on YouTube, probably. They're probably all on YouTube. Yeah, they are. Uh, and so, and this was the first live action Spider Man. You know, an actor, a guy by the name of Danny Segrin played him. I mean, who, you know, not, not a particularly famous actor, but I'm thinking this really was the first live action Spider Man. So, you have, I mean, even though yeah. now, it, I mean, you look at it now and it's like, you know, what the hell is this? But back then, this was monumental stuff,
0: and he didn't talk. He had word balloons. He had over word his balloons was right.
2: oh. to force the kids to to read the word balloons. Yeah. And unfortunately, he didn't fight any of his real enemies. He just fought people who were antisocial and had bad manners. He didn't really fight <laughs> any supervillains. So anyway,
0: but but I remember as a kid when I saw the the skits, I always wanted that Ramita cover that they always started the segment with. Where you open the first page and you start the story there. I'm like, where can I get that book?
2: I forget that cut. What is uh what is that?
0: It's just him like a Ramita pose where he's running at the
2: the camera. Oh, okay. It's just a classic. So, but yeah, it was Spider I Man. Anyway, so um, uh, anyway, so you know, and there's like four stories. Anyway, uh, the first story is is a modified retelling of the origin story except Peter has 1970s hair and Uncle Ben is conspicuously absent. Who is? Uncle Ben. Uncle ben. Uncle ben. How the hell
0: are you doing an origin story without Uncle Ben? Well,
2: I don't know. It must have worked because they did it two or two, three years later in the Spider-Man TV show. But Uncle Ben is... N- not mentioned. Uh, I guess. I guess you know, uh, a di- dealing with a, a dying parent or what, or for a f- parental figure, just too much for kids of that generation. So he
0: just gets bit by the spider. He just gets
2: bit stu- by the spider and decides to sew himself a costume and well, go out work. and fight crime because that's what superheroes do. And, it, it, oh. and and it's funny because the story is credited to it is based on the origin story by Stan Lee.
0: That's it. Not Steve Ditko. Oh, No, 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 no. <laughs>
2: Stan Lee. The guy who created the entire Marvel Universe with one hand behind his back. So
0: <laughs>
2: Even though – I mean, so yeah, this is more – I mean, yeah, Stan took all the credit. I mean, I can – because nowadays it would say Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Because, I mean, come on, Ditko designed the costume. You know? It's like, how can he not be – blah, blah, blah. So anyway – So you have a a telling of the origin story, and then you have a short two-page story where the electric company is getting ready for their show. Fifteen minutes before the show, their main cable burns out. They got to – they don't know. Of course, and since this is a show called The Electric Company, they don't have any backup wiring or camera or anything. You know? (laughs) They have no backup. So they're not going to go on the air unless they –
0: No generator for The Electric Company. Nothing.
2: You know? But so – one of the ladies walks out, finds Spider-Man, asks Spider-Man for help. He webs the burned-out cables together, and they're so grateful they vote for him to join the cast of the show. <laughs> 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 anyway, the, the, next, the next one is the typical, oh, which was what the live-action was. Uh, you know, a little short. Spidey. This is Spidey meets the Spoiler. And the Spoiler naturally spoils things for people like he puts signs on a fire hydrant that says no dogs allowed he leaves ha- rubber glove sandwiches on the street that people can't possibly eat he pops kids balloons he smashes ice cream call co- i mean this is <clears throat> one bad ass mf
0: and now this this guy doesn't reveal movie plot points like the the term has been later revealed though. no he
2: just he just spoils things for people you know yeah, and okay. and he really gets easy reader oh my lord does he i mean he traumatizes easy reader um Uh-oh. because what he does is he switches the in and out signs on a couple of doors it's not explained what these doors are but you know they've got to be bathrooms, anyway. So he switches the in and out doors. So Easy Reader says, "Ah, in just where I wanted to go," and of course he walks into the door and knocks himself out.
1: So
0: <laughs> Easy Reader is easily distracted. <laughs> yeah, I, good
2: thing the NAACP did not get a hold of this one. Um, oh, they just would have, they would have been offended. So anyway, Spider Man finds a spoiler, and so the spoiler decides to attack him with a toilet plunger.
3: <laughs> and <What>? <laughs> 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 and then of course with no its you know. But <laughs> okay, now in a fight, anything is anything a weapon. Anything you can get your hands on is a weapon, is a viable weapon. So,
2: but Spider-Man yeah, turns the word tables word on the spoiler because what he does is he switches the in and out signs back to what they were, and the spoiler thinking the out <laughs> is really the in. The sign tries to go in, but then Spider-Man is in, so he he opens the door and he says, but I'm coming out, just like the sign (laughs) says.
0: So Spider-Man came out in this issue,
3: huh? (laughs) Literally and metaphorically. Uh, Well, before he was coming uh, out, he was in and out and in and out and in and out
2: and then and then the last story is uh one of the kids from the uh his show dream has a dream that he's spider-man so you know but and then at the very end we have since we have no ads you know so we got no kung fu ads here which is a real bummer uh what we have is um uh uh the the back page explains the secret of spider-man's mask you know okay. how the eyes work, and the fact that it changes his voice, so the world will never know that Peter Parker is Spider Man. And yeah, now, and he's really kept up that ruse over the last forty years. No one's figured it out since.
0: Now, in the in the show, it, what it, it, he was just a character. He didn't really have an ultra-eye.
2: No, know, no, idea. yeah, there was no, there was no. Like-
0: in the comics did they mention Peter Parker?
2: Yeah, actually in the com- Oh okay. Yeah. The, the right, comic series be. itself lasted like 57 issues. Yeah, it was it it really was. I mean, and the villains appeared, you know, the uh, uh the Goblin and Doctor Octopus and Doctor Doom made appearances and Thanos in the Thanos copter. You know, which oh, the Thanos copter. The
0: yes. Oh, yeah, but yeah. uh it's it, it's it's you know it's it's one those, Do you have a full run of Spidey super stories i I, I don't
2: no i I stopped after issue twenty four because well, you know, when the price of the regular comics went up to like thirty five cents, i <coughs> you know, had to make some choices and um, you know uh,
0: and, and so I, you were a little old for this book anyway well, I,
2: <laughs> well, I think couldn't we say that about like oh, amazing spider man
0: <laughs> well, that's true. But so really uh, th-
2: this was clearly not meant for our demographic. Uh, no, but one thing uh, I do want to mention it's it's in it, it, one of these ironies that to show that really things have never changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, you know, everybody thinks that all of our new age is so cynical, so consumer, so you know, financial driven. It's not like the good old days. Well, the electric company was a huge success, huge success. However, it didn't make any money. Because unlike Sesame Street, there were no characters to license. Mm. So the PBS the PBS station said either Sesame Street or the electric company has got to go because we don't mm. want to pay you. They're, they were, were tired of paying you all our money. We don't want to pay you this much money anymore. You either cut back on episodes of both or you get one to get, get rid of one altogether. And since Sesame Street, obviously, they had all these licensed characters. They were making a ton of money. Even though yeah. the electric company was at the height of its popularity, it was still canceled.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because they couldn't license the characters. And it's like yeah, say, you know, it it, it has the, the 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 war between art and commerce has gone on for <laughs> all
0: of time. And it was in reruns for a long time up yeah. to about the mid 80s I would yeah. say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I, I'm surprised it doesn't show up anymore. To be honest, considering the names that were in it, but maybe there's you know, but probably like everything else, you know, well, they've, the rights to use everything were like for the first you know were TV rights only, and you know you'd have to renegotiate to, everybody's
1: contracts. I think they, they, tried, they released it. Oh, they were going go to ahead. try to revamp it. I think at one point they
0: they did. There's been several revamp attempts of the Electric Company, uh-huh. but uh, there's been some DVD box sets, and some of the Spidey skits are in there.
1: Oh, they are
2: really.
0: Yeah, they are, but there's not many of them due to licensing yeah. or something. I don't know, but I almost bought a box set because it did have them. I'm like, well, I just watch these on YouTube anyway. Yeah,
2: I mean they're 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 dumb, but I mean.
0: They're they're nostalgic. I mean, yeah. it's like watching the '77 Spider-Man show. It's not good, but you have fond memories of watching it when well, you are a kid. But,
2: but yeah, the, the Electric Company Spidey had an excuse to be bad. I mean, the the TV show had no excuse. So, <laughs> but, uh, but this is, I mean, you know, even though we don't usually talk about it, this this is a cultural artifact, really, for Spider-Man. I mean, it's a, it it used, mm-hmm. to this day, forty years later, people talk about this series, fondly yes. or not so fondly, but it's it's uh, you know you know. It's it's, it's, a, it's a very famous or infamous. So.
0: Yeah, and as you said, Marvel Team-Up did not feature Spider-Man this month. It featured the Human Torch and Thor. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, originally the way Marvel Team-Up was set up was... I think Spider-Man was in, like, God, the first several issues. I mean, but then yeah. they decided... After a while, they decided they would cycle him. Spidey would be the lead in two stories. Then the torch would be the lead in the third. And they did that yeah. for a while. And then noticing gave up. noticing that the sales, when Spider-Man wasn't in it,
1: <laughs>
2: went down. You know, it, essentially, then he was in it permanently. Then
0: They thought about doing that again with the Hulk. The Hulk was the star of a couple issues of Team Up also. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and uh, they did
2: it with Namor many, many, many years later, and we know how that
0: went. Right, right. <sighs> And according to our friends over at Spiderfan.org, there's one more Spider-Man title, kind of related. I, I, I don't know if you have this one, Jr. It's not Creatures Spider-Man Loose... versus
2: flies, is it?
0: No, Creatures on the Loose 32. Do you have that one? No. Okay, this one. This one featured. This is a Marvel horror book. Yeah. Yeah, it featured the Man Wolf, and the Man Wolf goes up against Kraven the Hunter in this one. Ooh. So that I've never read that story from October seventy four. So, and you see evidently Spider Man makes a cameo. He swings by a window, according to our friends at Spider Fan. <laughs> Wr- written by Tony Isabella and pencils by George Tuska. Yeah, will be...
2: Tony Isabella, who literally lives less than five miles from me.
0: Oh, get out of here! Yeah, I I, I read his uh, Facebook posts and his blog. He always has epic yard sales. You should go to one of those, JR. Uh,
2: I've thought about it, but it's uh, yeah. I, I I just don't have the bread. <laughs> I I'd, I'd probably see <laughs> I'd probably see too much shit, and then it's like you know, yes, about that mortgage payment this month, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> but no, he yeah he lives uh, his kids went to go, went to the, well his kids are now out in college, but I mean they went to the same school system I mine did, and that's cool. Yeah, it's uh yeah he's
0: a uh, small world. Yep. All right. Good month or bad month? Ah, uh,
2: you know, good month. I mean, not so much for quality but for um uh history, for you know, Harry's uh, Harry's first story uh and Spidey super stories uh and um like I said, you know, I mean the Giant-sized Spider-Man is one of those things you look back and read and it's like, god, it you know, but I'm I'm surprised they reprinted it because they I I would have thought that the licensing because they don't have because isn't like Shang-Chi's father now like some kind of demon it's not really Fu Manchu. It's
3: it's it's more like uh, it's more like a thing where they've changed Fu Manchu's name and then just never brought him back up.
1: Yeah, it's basically like oh we we just we, we, you know it's Fu Manchu but we're not gonna call him Fu Manchu. So kind
3: of like the problem they have
1: with Rom
0: and the Space Knights. Mm-hmm. You know they can't really say the word Rom, but they can make a female version of Rom and uh, have her go up against the Dire Race.
1: So, <clears> or yeah. it's kind of like the Marvel movie, the Marvel Studios movies, where they can't that are not owned by that are not co by Fox, where they can't say the word mutant. But oh, dude, I wish we could get Rom back.
3: Rom was badass. Well, yeah, I really like Rom. <laughs> Instead of screwing up the landings, you screw up the takeoffs. <laughs> well, as
0: long as I bring it home, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Horrible.
3: Okay, coming down.
0: I, I'm never going to insult you as good as you got me today, by the I, way. Oh,
3: just, I know that. Just, yes.
0: I mean, that was fucking epic. All right, 3 2. <laughs> 3 2.